previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. All right. Well, what's your favorite 70s family then? Happy Days because my cousin was on it. Wait, what? Bury the lead moment right here. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Excuse me. Who's your cousin? My cousin is Ralph Mel. Don yes, Most Don, is your Don cousin? Don Most is my cousin. Yeah, wait, sure. don't. Uh, wait. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Hey, hey, hey. Roxy, a little pep in our step. Oh, yeah. A little pep in our voice. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope the Littles can hear it. We're very excited. I mean, let's just get right into it, Roxy. Tomorrow or maybe later today, depending on when you're hearing this, Jingle Fest weekend is here. We are super excited. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. We're here. I mean, we're there. Selfishly, that's why we're really excited (laughs) because we're going to be there. So let's get right into that. Let's give you all the information real quick. Jingle Golf, it's probably a little late by now by the time you're hearing this. So we're going to, that was, you had to reach Shad in DC, but it's still not too late for everything else. Friday evening, June 24th, 4 to 10 p.m. at the Settle Down Easy Brewery, 2822 Fallfax Drive, Falls Church, Virginia, 22042. That is Settle Down Easy Brewery, Friday night, 4 to 10 p.m. Be there or be square. And then, of course, Jingle Tap, which is Jingle Fest as we know it. Saturday, June 25th, 7 p.m. at the Holiday Inn Express. It's 6401 Brandon Ave in Springfield, Virginia. That's in the 22150. It is a BYOB event, but there's a Total Wine Warehouse right next door. So we'll have, just get there. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. I already looked it up on Google Maps and it's right across the street. Right across the street. And then there's also a Dunkin' nearby, although I'm looking forward to some Bethesda bagels. I might order a baker's dozen to bring home with uh, with us. The important (laughs) thing is get to Jingle Fest. We're going to have wine from Bells Up Winery. We're bringing a couple bottles for that. So David Spectre can be represented at Jingle Fest. And I mean, speaking of, all right, so we thought this could be fun and sad at the same time. You know, we, we realize a lot of these people from across the country are never going to get to a Jingle Fest, probably. It's a big ask. I mean, never say never, but at least right. not this year. We did hear Anita from Alaska is going to be there. So yeah. that, that just really put a pep in our step. We're very excited about that. But we thought it might be fun to start the podcast today with five mediocre minutes, as we call it, lovingly. And we'd like to bring back someone, you know, who we know can't make it to Jingle Fest, which is kind of a bummer. But we're going to talk all about it. Please welcome back to the podcast, Mr. David Spector. Hey, David, how's it going? Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. It's great to be back. Thanks so much for having me again. Oh, oh, our course. pleasure. Now, part of it's... I, well, first of all, I'm just going to throw some shade your way. I, we just found out minutes ago. We've been kind of talking with Joe Arrow a little bit. We found out Anita from Alaska is going to be at Jingle Fest, as far as he knows. Whoa. Now, what up, David? I mean, come uh, on. Did, Yeah, you know, this is... This is the problem when you're in my line of work trying to get out. I mean, the only times really that things calm down enough for me that I can get out of town is January and February, which is kind of the last time you want to be visiting the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will be there with you in spirit, pun intended. Well, plus well, we have a couple bottles of your wine we're bringing down. Yes, yeah, so, so we've been saving them. Yes. Um, we've gotten Aww. so many well, w- you bottles were... of wine from the wedding that yeah. I've been trying to save yours for Jingle Fest. Well, but so. I do have to say I broke open Rhapsody yes. the other night, and it is amazing. <laughs> she was like, Aww. I can't wait. I can't it wait. It is so good. <laughs> and I even used my Bells Up Winery glass. <laughs> it's <was> very official. <laughs> thank, thank you for branding. It, yes. was, it was so good. Yeah. I almost drank well, the whole I, bottle. I Whoops. <laughs> well, not, nothing wrong with that, and there's more where that came from. <laughs> exactly. It's always, 
I was more than happy to get some to you guys. I mean, for all of the mentions that you've done on our behalf, it's, believe me, the least that I can do as, as a thank you. So uh, happy to do well, it. Well, we really appreciate stars. it. Thank you so much. But let's get back. <laughs> let's get right back into that. How's everything going? Everything, the season going good for you up there? You know, well, let's see. The last time we talked, it was about a year and a half ago. So, uh, yeah, not much has gone on in the last year and a half. Let's see. We've had the busiest year of the winery since we started. Uh, we just completed a six-month renovation of our house that had us being without a functional kitchen, master bedroom, master bathroom, and laundry room for that time. Wow. We planted another acre of grapes. We just rescued two dogs. So, yeah, no, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing going big. On. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a story of our lives. You know, there's never a moment when you can kind of just sit back and relax. And there, there just always seems to be the next step. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But we're doing awesome. You know, we're things are kind of finally starting to pick up here in the summer. We're getting more and more visitors all the time. Our weather this spring has been terrible. It's been cold. It's been wet. I mean, the vineyard is, I'm looking at it now, and it's a good three weeks behind where it should be in terms of development. And that's just hurt the number of people visiting, but we keep hearing from Littles. And I mean, it's amazing to have people still coming in and saying, yeah, this is, we heard about you through the Tony Kornheiser podcast. Oh. And it, it just is, it never ceases to shock me. Wow. Oh, that's so great. Wow. Now we know we're bummed and that's why we wanted to bring you on. We, we're trying to think of someone we know would love to be at Jingle Fest, but can't be there. And so of course yeah. you came right to mind. So we're no. glad we're doing this. But let, let's get to more. See, you did this to rub it in. Okay, yeah. I can live with that. Well, not until <laughs> I found out. Maybe Chuck did. Well, no, I, I was, honestly, it was until I found out Anita was coming. I was like, whoa. Yeah. People are coming from even further away. Yeah. What up? No, I'm just kidding. Well, I think Anita, if I remember right, I want to say Anita's been there before. Yes, I, a couple I times, I believe. I mentioned she's been there before. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just the last two she couldn't make right. for understandable reasons. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so she's, uh, she's a heavy hitter. She comes every time, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. not for the well, booze, I'm sure. It kills me. I would so love to be there it would be a ton of fun and just the folks that i know are, are going there um it would be really so much fun to be able to meet a lot of these folks in person it's just really hard but yeah. you know this is the reason why we volunteered to host summer of littles again this year what a great segue it, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's almost like i thought about it. right right right, right. <laughs> But, you know, we kind of figure, hey, you know, if we can't be there for this one, let's at least do something. You know, last year we hosted it for the first time. And I remember telling Bob Walsh, you know, Bob, I'm more than happy to host it, love to do it. I said, but I have no idea what the West Coast listenership's going to be like. So I, it could just be me and Sarah sitting there and <laughs> clinking glasses ourselves. Sure. And I'll be darned, we had a dozen folks here. It Whoa. was so darn cool. Oh, good. Um, wow. That, and so, that's, yeah. That sounds more than like the Boston group got, I think. Oh, what Sully. Up, Sully? It, it might be. <laughs> Sully, you got work to do, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no, that is a great turnout that for Summer really Little, Especially from where you are, because you're not near a metropolitan city, right? Well, Portland would be the closest thing, right. and that's about an hour away, well, so it's not I mean. the yeah. end of the world. But we're certainly not, I mean, Portland is not among the 15 biggest cities in the U.S., right. so certainly it's a mid-sized city for that. And like I said, we just didn't know, and we were really fortunate. We actually had a wonderful couple of folks in from Chicago that just happened to be kind of visiting the area anyway, so they came out, and then we had some locals. We had people drove down from Seattle. Wow. Um, that was really, I was kind of surprised Seattle didn't have one, but apparently 
obviously they, they didn't. So we ended up kind of catching the tail end. So we got to meet and, with a lot of folks, and uh, it was a wonderful little potluck, which is the same way we're going to do it again this year. We got to sit out on the back porch and have the wonderful view, and it was a, such a nice weather day. So, you know, littles that are going to be in the Portland area, come on back, and, uh, yeah, we'd love to see you again this year. Wow, that's great. That's so great. I wish we could get out. I love Portland. I know. I'm I've thinking one so of these years we'll have to Portland. travel. Yeah, we're going to have to travel. <laughs> When Chuck here is done with his gig, finally. Chuck and Roxy take uh, Summer of Littles on the road. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, you guys seem to have about the same kind of work issues that I do yeah. when trying to get away. Yeah, so, so we I totally understand. understand. Yeah. yeah. This was hard for me, getting away for Jingle Fest. And yeah. not going to lie, even just two days ago, on my last night, before I'm leaving, <laughs> my boss says, now, are you still going this week? Are you still going away this week? <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, I'm out. Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. now, David, totally sort of on off topic i have to ask this question real quick are you a big tv watcher i can't remember i don't get to watch a whole heck of a lot of tv these days it's my daughter's 13 so the tv suffice to say is going to be occupied by all sorts of queen dramas we've been able to get her away from the hallmark channel thus far so (laughs) i'm counting my blessings on that one (laughs) but um so you'll take what you can get we'll take what we can get exactly there was this new show called promise land that came out now it didn't do very it it only lasted one season but i loved it and it just reminded i don't know why it reminded me of you it it took place on a winery so i think i've heard about this one yeah yeah Yeah. and it's just i don't know why it's just learning so much about wineries now again this was a tv show so who who knows knows if it's true that was part of what i wanted to ask you was like is, is what is that true? Is that what happens? And all that stuff. I That's could like... pretty much guarantee you, having not seen the show, uh-huh. I can pretty much guarantee you that whatever they showed is not what actually happened okay. in the right. winery. Because if you if you made a TV show out of what went on in a winery, it would do even worse than that show, no doubt. Did. <laughs> it is not romantic. It is not, you know, the, the sort of idealized version that you get of what goes on mm. in a winery and in a vineyard. So much of what we do is it starts with farming. And farming is a very unglamorous mm-hmm. business. Yep. We spend a lot of time on a tractor covered in dust. Yeah. Um, sure. And if you don't believe me, search our social media pages where <laughs> Sarah loves to put pictures of me on a tractor covered in dust. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of what I do in the wine, or obviously the sales aspect of it, but a lot of what we do as far as making the wine goes it's a lot of kind of routine maintenance things where you're just making sure that the wine is in good shape and healthy and happy, mm. that the barrels stay full. Not stuff that makes for particularly gripping TV. It's so funny. I, I mentioned about Hallmark Channel. So one of Sarah's friends actually, believe it or not, has written a Hallmark movie. Oh, awesome. And it was about, an, so help me God, it was about an Oregon winemaker. <laughs> and it was a whole romantic thing that was based on a wine competition. I need to so find she, it. Oh, I have to look up, see what it, what, what it was called. But she actually called us when, it, when she was writing it, asking about like what happens in wine competitions where things get judged. And we kept trying to explain to her that the reality is that the winemakers aren't even there. You hear about the results of these things like weeks later in an email. Just the whole process is a horrible thing to try to dramatize. Uh-huh. So, of course, she decided to just go ahead and make it all up, which was fine with me. I was the only way it was going to work. Right. But, yeah, the, the reality of what we do, you really have to get into this business for the right reasons. You right. have to love just the soul of the tending to the vines and then in the making of the wines and then bring that out when you're talking to your customers yeah. about right. it. 
But yeah, it's not The Bachelor. <laughs> you know, it's it's not gonna. It's just not gonna fill that purpose. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. Understandable. Totally understand. Well, uh-huh. before we let you go, let's remind everyone how can we get your stuff? It's just at Bells Up Winery, right on Twitter. Absolutely. The Twitter site, yes, which we are proud to have a Twitter site, let me tell you. But then also email us at info, I-N-F-O, at bellsupwinery.com, or give us a call. Just check us out on on our website, bellsupwinery.com. We would absolutely love to send wine to you. We'd love to see you if you're going to be in the greater Portland area. And then if you're going to be able to join us for Summer of Littles, please do RSVP, I guess, whenever Bob Walsh opens up the RSVP page and just let us know. Cool. Excellent. Cool. Well, David, thanks again for coming on. Thank you for the wine. We're yes. going to be sharing with the Littles down there at yes. Jingle Fest and uh, wish you could be there. I wish I could too, guys. It is my honor, though, to be just a small part of it. And so I'll be looking for your pictures and everybody sharing and uh, hope everybody has an awesome time. Oh, we, <laughs> <right>. we will. <laughs> thanks so much, David. We really appreciate the time. You bet, guys. Thank you. David Spector, everyone from Bells Up Winery, Roxy. Always a pleasure. Jam-filled episode. That's all I could say. We've got to get out of here. We will get to your emails and notes in the last segment. Don't worry about that. And we're excited about this Meet the Littles cast coming right up from Springfield, Missouri. Whoa. No, it's not Tiny Chuck. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Laurie Sayo from D.C., and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. This one is absolutely stunning. We are being played in by a song written by Tim Osborne, and it's Emily Femme on the vocals, and it's called When I Call Your Name. Now, if you like what you hear and you want to find more, just head on over to SoundCloud or his YouTube channel, and you can search Tim Osborne. That's T-I-M-O-S-B-O-R-N-E. He also has a Facebook page, and it's called Tim's Guided Tours. And he says it is a history-based page, but he also has some of his songs on there. So give him a like there, look him up on YouTube and SoundCloud. And as always, we'll play the full song, When I Call Your Name, at the end of the podcast.
right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, this is going to be a fun one. It's not Tiny Chuck. No. It's not. But our guest is from Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Please welcome to the podcast, Alex Cobb. Hey, Alex, how's it going? I'm doing very well. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, the pleasure is ours. I mean, how could we not? The one person who would step up to the plate and man up and actually host a Summer of Littles in Springfield, Missouri, because we know someone who couldn't get it done. Yeah. So we're very excited to have you on the podcast and talk all about that. And we'll get to all that. But Alex, we're going to start like we normally do. Just take a second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Uh, my name is Alex Cobb. Uh, I have lived here in Springfield a little over 10 years and have been a loyal little since the late 90s. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, did you grow up? Uh, where did you grow up? You said you were only been there for about 10 years. Take us all yes. the way back. Grew up in Missouri, went to college in Missouri, lived abroad a couple of years, moved back and lived in Chicago. And that's when I began listening to Mr. Tony, then lived almost 10 years in Iowa, and then have been here in Missouri, close to family, uh, for another 10 years. Wow. Okay. Wow. All well, over the map. I love let's it. Let's try to piece that together, shall we? So did you go to Mizzou, or where did you go to college? Went, actually, to Truman State University, ah. go Bulldogs, uh -huh. and that's in Kirksville, Missouri. It's a small yep. liberal arts university. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, and then you moved out, and did you say you lived abroad next? What was your major and stuff like that? Undergrad, I majored in communication and philosophy, religion. Then after graduation, my wife and I moved and lived in Taiwan wow. for a couple of years and helped an organization there that runs an orphanage, teaches English, does some things there, and then came back to Chicago and actually served a, a Chinese organization in Chicago for six years. And while in Chicago, finished one master's degree here in Missouri, I've finished another master's degree and a doctorate. So. Wow. My wife would tell you that my hobby is school because I've, I've gone to school my whole adult life. Wow. So how many degrees do you have again? Two undergrad, two masters, <laughs> one doctorate. That's incredible. <laughs> and a partridge. I mean, if you, like, yes. if you like it, why not go all out? Exactly. So. Yep. There's really only one degree left that interests me, which would be a, a law degree. I'll never be Abby Lowell, but <laughs> I have an interest in the law. Okay. Wow. And is that why you went from Chicago to Iowa? Is that what you said? Chicago to Iowa was more of a professional move, had an opportunity career-wise. That was a, a great opportunity for me. Our children were young at that time, and Chicago was not the most conducive of places for us. We were hours away from our family in Chicago, and so we wanted to get back a little bit closer to home and had a good career opportunity open up there. Nice. Oh, wow. Do you mind me asking what city? We were in the Quad Cities. Uh -huh. It's right on the Mississippi River. So mm -hmm. Davenport is on the Iowa side, yeah. and Moline and Rock Island are on the Illinois side. I love Davenport. It's one of my favorite smaller cities to play on tour. Yeah, we lived in Bettendorf, which is the Quad. It's the fourth one that no one ever remembers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Davenport hosts the National 7-Mile Run Race. And the first mile is straight uphill, and you run three and a half miles kind of alongside the Mississippi River with some hills, and then it's three and a half miles back so that the last mile is straight downhill. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I ran, ran the Bix. It's called the Bix, and I ran it one time. You couldn't really be considered native to the Quad Cities without having run the Bix. Mm. 
And is there still a casino boat down on the river there? I'm assuming, I guess it's the Mississippi, because that's where the theater was. It was right near the casino boat. I believe so. We haven't been back there gotcha. in almost 12 years, but I would have to believe that the casino is probably still yeah, there. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Right. And then you went to Springfield, yes. which is where you are now. Now I know. Now I have to check out the orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, little a little off air. I filled him in a little bit. He kind of knew some of the Tiny Chuck story, but not all of it. For our new listeners, Tiny Chuck couldn't get it done where Alex could. Alex is going to be our host. We were going to get into this later, but we'll also go there now. Alex will be our host for our Summer of Littles, August 6th. Roxy, where can they go to get information? Summeroflittles.com. <laughs> and you've chosen a Mexican restaurant? That is correct. Yeah. That sounds uh, amazing. The Tortilleria Perchase is a locally owned, family owned, wonderful Mexican restaurant and have been to the restaurant almost weekly for most of my 10 years here. Incredible food and drink and a wonderful family that owns it. I've gotten to know all the staff there. So it, it should be a great location. They awesome. have a, a private room for us. Oh, oh wow. See, Chuck was a little worried because he says he's been there, but he's like, do they have a bar? I don't know if they have a bar. It's like, <laughs> oh. pay attention, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take good care of Chuck. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure he would have stepped into the void if I hadn't been so quick on the draw. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I will say this. So what happened? I'm going to fill you in. I, this is your interview. I, I apologize real quick. But Chuck had never met any Littles. No. You know, he had just never met any of them. And then at our wedding, we had about five Littles there. Mm -hmm. And he had the best time. So much that on a recent episode, he dropped that he might be coming to Jingle Fest, which I'll believe it when I see that. <laughs> I mean, once he finds out Sully's coming, he'll never show up. Yeah, but, but I mean, it was a surprising little... Yeah, it came like, out of nowhere. Oh, hey, by the way, this might be happening. Because he had such a good time with the mm -hmm. littles that he met at the wedding. And he's like, these people are so great. And I've, been of course, been trying to tell him this for years. Right. And, and so, he dropped the ball on Summer of Littles last year. Right. So I'm glad that you decided yeah. to step up to the plate and... Take all the credit. Post, because he probably still <laughs> he, would not have no, he probably this wouldn't. year. Knowing, knowing Tiny Chuck. But you never know. And this sound, this location sounds great because yeah. of the family owned and all that stuff. And I this wish I could split myself into different I know. different parts and have a part go to each. I know. I wish we could be down in D.C. Cool. I mean, now we think the Springfield's going to be good, but I mean, it's not going to be nearly as good as New York City. I mean, we're just saying. But we're, we're certainly glad you're doing it. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I, I know I've talked to one other little who had sent in an email mm -hmm. uh, to the show probably three or four months ago. And I didn't realize there were other Littles in the Springfield area either. And so I found a way to track him down and sent him an email. So we corresponded a little bit. Oh, good. Okay, that's great. Now, also, I remember, because I said the same thing to him, I want to say it was about a year ago, I want to say a female listener wrote in from Springfield, Missouri, to the big show. And I don't remember that name, of course, but uh, they're out there. Because he even said the same thing. He goes, wait, there's other people in Springfield, Missouri that yeah. listen to I said, sure, of course, you know. The littles are everywhere. The littles are everywhere. <laughs> now, you also have the, is it Bass Pro? Yes, the headquarters of Bass Pro is basically two blocks away from where I work. The main complex, the store, uh, and the aquarium is right here. And yes, it's a national landmark for Springfield. Yeah, is, I have yeah. to say, I went there, <laughs> and it was like Disney World to me. It was so cool. All right, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, she went in 2013, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so when Tiny Chuck, that's the first time he met Roxy, because we were watching, what's the name of the show that we like? 
Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing, and it yeah. basically takes place in like the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is a great show. Yeah. It is. It yep. is. And I have to say, going into that store, I never wished so hard in my life that I was an outdoorsy person <laughs> than when I was in that store because the stuff is so fun to look at and... I don't know. I like to think I could make it in the outdoors, but then I see a bug or a snake and I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. You and me both. Now, when Roxy went, she was amazed. Now, there's a McDonald's inside, right? They have a restaurant uh, inside called Hemingway's, mm-hmm. uh, which is very nice. I don't know. I They used to have a cafe. I don't know that they have that anymore, but the restaurant is still inside. And I think they have a couple of other places where you can pick up food. Do they have a bowling alley? Because the location (laughs) in Bridgeport, Connecticut has a bowling alley. I think it's called the Fishbowl. Wait, seriously? I'm serious. This is like an outdoor? This is the same. Yes. Outdoor World Bass Bass Pro. There's a smaller branch in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and they have a bowling alley. To my knowledge, the home (laughs) store does not have a bowling alley, but they could certainly fit one in there. Probably. (laughs) I mean, Alex, you got to get on that. Tell them to step it up a little bit. I've never heard of such. Why would you need a bowling alley in a Bass Pro Shop? I don't know. It's a sport. (laughs) Okay. Sorts, and they call it the fish bowl. Okay. So that's kind of clever. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. We've never. I've never. Have you been there? I have not been in the bowling alley. I have been in the store. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All this outdoorsy talk. Who yeah, would have right. thought? So, Alex, now, what and what brought you back to Springfield? Let's wrap it up, the whole travel thing. A variety of things brought us back to Springfield. Both my wife and I, our families are in Missouri, and we wanted to get back close to some aging family members to be close to them. Gotcha. And then we ended up having some really neat professional opportunities here as well. Hmm. Cool. Now, had you ever gotten to let's let's transfer back to you kind of brought up how, when you started listening to Tony when you were in Chicago did you ever make the trek to chatter did you ever get to DC that's one of the the great tragedies of my life <laughs> is that I didn't make it to chatter during its run I have have only been to DC one time in my life oh wow um, now while we were there I did try and hit some of the Bethesda bagels and some of the other icons in the area didn't have any of my dry cleaning done there but have visited a few of the sites known to the show but was not able to visit during the time of chatter that's too bad and i've been so many times and i've never been to any of those things i big tragedy in my life as well we actually Mm -hmm. planned it a few times in our heads like oh we're gonna go down at this time and then we just kept pushing because it's kind of like one of those things you took it. We took it for. We took right. it for granted. Yeah, we took it for granted. How close. I, yeah. I thought it, we were, you know, because we're a train ride away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a long train ride, but we're a train ride away. And we thought, oh, we'll just do it next time or next time. And I never thought it would close as early as it did. So that was a total bummer for us. Well, for me, I should say. Roxy wasn't really on board at the time, but she was. I had no idea. She loves D.C., though. So she's like, I'll go down to D.C., mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yep. So, so we're in the same boat, Alex. So don't feel so bad. Now, are you a PTI guy as well? Not nearly as much. I'm rarely home when it plays, and I'm not the the type to record stuff and watch it in reverse. So I am truly a a radio show and then podcast fan. I certainly have seen PTI tons of times, but I'm not a regular viewer. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that was my downfall too was, you know, I'd been to DC many, many times, but I did not start, I didn't even know about the radio show or the podcast until after the last time I was there. Mm -hmm. 
And so that was a real bummer because once I started knowing what littles were and who they were. And, and that you were like one that, of them. And that I was one of them. <laughs> I had no idea. You know, because I was a diehard PTI fan watcher. And then, you know, I discovered the podcast. Well, it was b- before the podcast, the radio show. Yeah. And uh, yep. yeah, just became a lifelong listener. So cool. All right. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into. You can stick around, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. <laughs> Hey, everybody, this is George Mallet. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are so fortunate to have Alex Cobb here. Alex from Springfield, Missouri, as he also likes to be called. And we'll just keep saying that to rub that in Tiny Chuck's face. Mm-hmm. The host, the host of the Summer of Littles in Springfield, in Springfield Missouri. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I always like to find out, especially someone like you. Now, you did throw Chicago in there. How long were you in Chicago? Six years. Six years. Okay, so this might answer itself, but you never know because you're you're all over the place. You know, you spent ten years here, ten years there. Where does your sports fandom lie? What's your favorite team? What's your favorite sport? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's an interesting. Because geographically, I am not tied down to one place. Right. So I'm a Cincinnati Reds baseball fan. I was born in Indiana, just down the Ohio River from Cincinnati. And I have an older brother who was growing up during the big red machine. So by the time I became a fan, just kind of joining him, the Reds were going through a a terrible, terrible downturn. Uh, But I'm, I'm a lifelong Cincinnati Reds baseball fan. I'm a Boston Celtics fan, Hmm. and then I have an aunt who lives in Dallas, and from an early time, she brainwashed my brothers and I to be Dallas Cowboys fans. (laughs) I usually keep that on the down low, though. Well, I was going to say, so you're having some good luck now, some not so good luck. You know, the Celtics are doing well. Yeah, but why the Celtics? Yeah, that's why we have to go, because Roxy's a diehard Celtics fan. We're Boston Red Sox fans. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm diehard Celtics. I'm not a huge basketball fan in general, but I would root for the Celtics over anybody. Yeah. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. So how did that happen? Yeah. It was probably the Larry Bird. Sure. uh, Oh, Indiana. Just the time when Larry, you know, I was coming of age when you either had to choose Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. Mm. And I loved how Larry approached the game. He had eyes in the back of his head. He did things on the court. I mean, you see a highlight reel, and you just don't know how in the world he accomplished some of those things. And that was really the main thing about me becoming a Celtics fan was I was turning nine kind of the year that he and Magic turned pro Mm. and started following them at that time. Gotcha. Yeah, and he would, like you said, you would, how did he see Danny Ainge cutting to the basket or Dennis Johnson or something? He just, the yeah. no look passes and everything. Yeah. He was just, of trust. course, lots of trust. Yeah. And then of wow. course the outside shot, you know, he's just, yeah. And that's a good time too, because they were such a dominant team back mm-hmm. then in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Right. All that was going on now. So there had nothing to do with Indiana though. Is that what you're saying? No, we moved from Indiana when I was three. So I have no memory of Indiana yeah. really much mm. at all. That Cincinnati Reds fandom was really just a glomming on to my older brother's fandom. Hmm. Sure. And back then, that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Not so much today, unfortunately. What's, what's going on with that team this year? Oh, they had an historical, terrible, bad start. Yeah. Uh, they actually had a winning May. They were 15 and 14 in May, but I think they were 2 and 19 to start the season. Yeah. So, I mean, they traded out a lot of their 
really good players, and they did not replace the offense that they lost. There's a lot of pressure on the ownership to sell the team. A lot of disappointment in Cincinnati these days. Yeah. And then we won't go too much into it, but just for the record, just so you know, you're not the only one, sir. When I saw that star when I was a little kid, for some reason, I don't know, just thought the Cowboys were the thing. And yep. I, I was a big fan of Tom Landry. And yes. just for me, it was short-lived. But Roxy, now her brother went through the same thing, right? Yeah. Now, how long did that last for him before he was Patriots? Uh, I mean, he always rooted for the Patriots, but the cow i mean he had post, he then, had so. posters of <laughs> emmett smith in his yeah. in his room when he played for them and growing up elementary school middle school for him yeah. and even a little bit into high school but then he started to really make the transition back over to the patriots it's it's, um, it's quite the it's, and now they live up there so they go to patriot place all the time yeah so. but it's it's true it I've often wondered what it is. I mean, I know they were always, quote, America's team and all that stuff. But I've often wondered why so many young children just gravitate, gravitate to the cow. I think it's the star. Yeah. It's a pretty powerful image, I think. Yeah, I for guess. For kids. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, we had an, my mom's sister lives there. And so every year at Christmas, we received dallas cowboy oriented stuff ah. and when you're young and when a team is winning then it's easy to become a fan mm -hmm. but since 96 i mean really since jerry and jimmy yeah. parted ways i don't see the cowboys ever yeah winning mm -hmm. again because he's created an environment where the players know they don't have to answer to the head coach yeah they answer to jerry yeah and i i just don't think you can win with that environment. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, Troy Aikman was the other one. Yeah. My brother had a poster of him yeah. in his room too. Yeah. Troy yeah. Aikman, Emmett Smith, all of those guys. <laughs> yeah. That's well said yes. though, Alex. I mean, we don't usually do X's and O's, but this is fun. I love when people <laughs> have opinions on these things. Well, we don't really talk much about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We are almost out of time, but we have some other questions for you. We're not going to ask you if you'll answer them. We're just going to ask them rapid fire first, or would you like the more deep questions? Why don't we go deep first, and then when we need to move to rapid fire, you just you okay. just do that. All right. Well, actually, before we do that, I actually have a question. Don't you have a uh, a triple A team in Springfield baseball? We have a single, single a, a Cardinals baseball team here. Yes, that's what I thought. Now, are oh. you fans of that? Do you go to those games? I don't. My whole wife's family are Cardinals fans, mm -hmm. and so they will go to the local team and uh, to Bush Stadium. But when you're a Reds fan living in Cardinals territory, yeah, that's you, tough. you just can't do it. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Because Tiny Chuck goes occasionally and he likes. He, yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful ballpark. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very nice venue and they, they're very well run. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. That's what he always said. And he's, he is actually, his National League team is Cardinals and he needs that in his life because he is a diehard Baltimore Orioles fan. <laughs> so... You know, he needs that. Him and Joe Arrow. Right. Yeah, yes. Right. Yes. Well, there's, of course, quite a few actually littles out there. And it's just, uh, yeah, I give that one to Tiny Chuck. Yeah. I'm like, OK, you can have the Cardinals. I hate them, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. All right. Let's uh, let's start. I don't know. Let's go with what personal trait has gotten you in the most trouble. My sarcastic sense of humor. I'm very quick to respond. And oftentimes my responses can be of a snarkish nature. <laughs> <laughs> and not everyone realizes I'm intending that to be humorous. And so, yes, that <laughs> trait would be probably what's been my biggest downfall at times. Okay. I wish I had that trait. I mean, I, I always kinda... think of things when it's way too late. 
I have to say, now obviously we've never met you in person, but your voice and your patter and you just, I could see it. You have this great, I don't even know how to explain it, but I could see where the snarkiness could just come off like you were on an episode of The Office or something. Right. I guess is how I would say <laughs> Yeah, Roxy, we're we are opposites. Yeah, I'm. I say it too quickly and ought not to do so sometimes. Yep. Yeah. And I think too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's me who says it, and the person, if I'm talking about someone, they're standing right behind me, and I don't. We call yeah. that pulling a chuck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Roxy, what do you got? All right. What was your favorite toy growing up? Favorite toy: wiffle ball and Nerf football. Nice. My brothers and I played a ton of sports in the front yard, wore out my dad's lawn. But definitely those are the the best toys and the best memories from childhood. Oh, yeah. Excellent. I 100% agree with those choices. Yeah, they're they're good choices. (laughs) Who would play you in a movie of your life? He'd have to gain a few pounds, but most folks would say either Robert Downey Jr. or Tom Cruise. Oh, let's go with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, she hates Tom Cruise. Roxy, big announcement on the Loyalist podcast here. We're going to drop some... (laughs) Roxy hates Tom Cruise. I wouldn't say hate is a strong word. I you just hate I Tom strongly Cruise. dislike him. I don't watch any movie that he's been in. Which little so I haven't here. seen a lot of the oh my God. classics that I know are classics. Chuck here is even willing to see a chick flick. I'm like Jerry Maguire is a is like one of the I won't say the ultimate chick flicks, mm-hmm. but it's high up there. Yeah. And you know what's the famous line from that movie, Alex? Show me the money. And what's the other one? You complete me. Thank you. Okay. Oh, that's the office reference. That's the office. See, there's so many things you would get. And anyway, she won't watch it. She won't watch Risky Business. Now, here's the biggest one. And I think we've covered this on a recent episode. But I've heard so many good things about the remake of Top Gun. And she's never even seen Top Gun. So she. All right. So let's say Robert Downey Jr. Although if you really want Tom <laughs> she's like, Cruise, let's move on I to won't, the next I won't argue with that. It's whatever you want. <laughs> I like Robert Downey Jr. Actually, I'm a big fan. I know he's gone through some stuff in his life, but can I do a follow up, Roxy? Then, yeah, if, go since for we're it. talking about movies, if someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, action film, science fiction, horror? What? Nothing. Keep oh, going. Roxy's looking at me. <laughs> horror or documentary? I think a mockumentary. Uh, I think I want Christopher Guest at the helm yes. of, of my movie. I know Mr. Tony loves the Christopher Guest mockumentaries, so I think that'd be the way to go for me. That actually fits my personality pretty well. What's your favorite one, then? Because he does not talk much about the one that I got introduced to them by. Yes, the uh, the rock and roll mockumentary, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, uh, that's yeah. Probably, yeah. That's probably my favorite of that genre, although... The dog show one is also best in show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. See, waiting for Guffman is up our alley because we do Broadway shows. Yeah. So that's the one I mm-hmm. was first. I'd heard about Spinal it's the Tap, day of the show, y'all. But I'd never <laughs> seen it. So then after I saw Waiting for Guffman, I'm like, yeah. oh, I need to see all of these. Mm-hmm. So of course, then I ran to see all of them, and then the newer ones that came out. But yeah, what was the newest one? The one where they're folk artists. That's not a mighty. A mighty wind. wind yes. Yep. Mighty oh, okay. wind. And actually, the lead song was nominated for an Oscar that year. I don't know if you remember that. So that, you know, good for them. All right, Roxy, what's next? What's the worst thing you did as a kid? Worst thing I did as a kid. Uh, I know we've had the recent run about shoplifting mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. I think I shoplifted a caramel one time from a store, but the the story that lives in infamy in our family is when I was in high school, I ditched class one day, got caught. I wasn't suspended. Uh, what do they call it? Detention. Okay. I had a Saturday morning detention, Ooh. and I told my parents that I had early morning band practice. <laughs> 
So my dad gets up to take me and he says, you know, I just can't believe they're making you go to band practice this early on a Saturday. I'm going to treat you to a nice breakfast. <laughs> and uh, I finally confessed to that about 15 years ago to my parents. So, <laughs> Wow, you was, got away with it. Wow. Yeah, that was that was. Oh, yes. Yeah, I got away with it. That's and, amazing. But that was probably the, the worst thing I did as a child. Now, wait That's a minute. Can, can we go back to this caramel? Did this happen to be one of those branch caramels that are just laying out there and you put the nickel in and you take a sample? I don't think so. Okay. I want to say it was some sort of candy bar or something oh, okay. that, that had caramel. But you know what I'm talking about, right? You're old enough. Yes. Yeah. The kind of mixed bag of stuff. Right. Right. Now, I'm sorry. As a child, if you're unattended and you walk by there, what are you going to do? You're going to take one, right? It's it's like grapes in the produce yes. department. Okay, well, let me tell you. I took. I thought we were going to have this in common. I totally took a caramel. Man, did I pay for that later. <laughs> My <laughs> youngest sister threw me under the bus. She told me, basically announced to the entire store that I shoplifted. My older sisters went with it. They brought me home, told my parents, and yeah, let me just say, I, yeah, that, wow. was not, that was not a good ending for me. <laughs> but I'm like, what do you expect? It's right there. It's at my level. It's not even like it was up and I got a chair and climbed up on top of something to get it. I mean, They it's want right... you to take the caramel. Well, and I didn't know there was this little thing with the nickel. I was like five. Right. You know, I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah you, you couldn't have known better. Yeah. You, you couldn't have known. Well, and that's funny. Plus, I even tried to throw my sisters. I'm like, well, they left us unattended. So it's really their fault. Right. You know, but no, it didn't. That didn't fly. So there, there was no malice in your heart. No. Did I mention my parents were both cops? That was part of the reason. You know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, they were like, if that ever got out that like their son was caught shoplifting but right. i'm like is that really shop well anyway yes it's shop i guess anyway what else do we have Roxy? anyway want- let's go to the rapid fire real quick because then we have to get out of here all right coke or pepsi pepsi heatcliff or garfield garfield crunchy or smooth peanut butter crunchy make sure you get rid of your gif if it has those lot numbers <laughs> I don't know if the recall's over yet. We've been doing yet, the, pre- yes, thank you. the uh, <laughs> public service announcement on the Loyal Littles podcast because yep. we had a jar. Yep. I still had it. And we actually found out recently that you can actually return them. I, I don't think, I think it's pretty much over though. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Up. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? I'm in Missouri and the Uranus fudge factory yes. is just up the interstate from me. So <laughs> always funny wait there's a uranus yes there is what and is we it? are going to visit when we go visit tiny chuck <laughs> wait what kind of factory it's the uranus fudge factory you, fudge? you walk in and they greet you by saying thank you for picking uranus <laughs> if you could see my face right now what chuck we're coming tiny chuck we're coming wait Soon. i have to go okay and then we have a new question we're going to premiere at this time are you a bill simmons fan by any chance do you know who that is sure okay sure. so we i listen to a podcast called the rewatchables that he does and i love it and this was courtesy of that but i'm totally stealing it because i thought it was a good question what group of kids would you want to hang out the most the kids from et goonies or stand by me i would probably best fit in with the group from ET. Gotcha. Okay. Good. If I wanted street cred, I'd go with Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, listen, Alex, we can't thank you enough. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we get in touch with you? Are you on Twitter and all that stuff? I am on Twitter at uh, AlexCobb316. And I've got Loyal Little in my bio there. So folks can find me there. Cool. But I'm just very great. I'm Glad to be a part of the larger little universe. I teach some classes in the graduate studies program, and I oversee 
two degrees and three certificates. So if anybody's <laughs> thinking about continuing education, our programs are fully online at Drury, yeah. and they're wonderful. Oh, there you go. Okay, but Bob Walsh is screaming right now. You realize that. Nothing to plug, Alex? <laughs> Nothing to plug at uh, all? <laughs> we would love to have all the Ozark area littles come to the Tortilleria Perches for Summer of Littles in Springfield, Missouri. There you go. That's so great. And, you know, and we'll reiterate Tiny Chuck dropping the ball once again for not getting on top of that. <laughs> and hopefully, I hope you guys get to meet. I really do. Yeah. I um, do too. Yeah. Yes. So that'll be yeah, fun. I'll ha- and like I said, I'll have to look up the orchestra. Oh, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Alex, thanks again for coming on and meeting the Littles. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? I'm taking the over. Ah. Okay. Okay. Any reason why? I'm an optimist by nature, so I'll take the over. All right, Alex, thanks again for taking the time to meet the Littles, and we'll be right back. This is Sam Berger from Suffern, New York, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and thank you, Alex, for coming on to meet the Littles. I mean, that's going to be a good time for Tiny Chuck, I think. I think so, yeah. Tiny Chuck, you better be there. That's all we're going to say. Summer (laughs) of Littles. Because we know you're totally going to stand us up for Jingle Fest. We know that ain't happening. Mr. Oh, I might be coming. Whatever. Yeah, sure. That's all right. All right, let's get to a couple emails. We first heard from Tony Beeson. He said, well, we heard from my young daughter-in-law and her kitchen designer friend. Oh. I think this debate might be multi-generational. Our grandparents would have just had one large tub sink back in the old farmhouse. Our parents had a divided two sink set up in their suburban houses. And now, quote, everything old is new again in that the deep tub like farmhouse sink is back in vogue. It is back in vogue. And I'm so happy about it. You're just an old, old soul. I am an old soul. (laughs) You knew this, Chuck. I did. I, (laughs) I knew this going in. Okay. And then we did hear from Lee Gordon again, and, um, well, we're just going to let him tell you. Hey, Chuck, while discussing the correct pronunciation of eustachian tube, in other words, there's something else you need to know. There's no such word as pronunciate. The word is pronounce. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I mean, first of all, always love to hear from Lee Gordon. Well, of course. But it's like there's no racehorsing. I mean, what are you talking about? (laughs) Of course there is. Uh, We call those Chuck-isms, okay? Yeah. Chuckisms. We can write a book now. Yeah, we should. <laughs> For the littles, I think. Yeah. He also said Jack and Jill bathroom is not one with two sinks, Roxy. It's one with two entrances coming from different rooms or hallways. This is one of the dumbest home design concepts ever. Sure is. <laughs> How do you really feel? And then he wrote, see a jingle fest. We are so excited. I know. I know. There's so many. I, I'm There's not going to be enough time, Roxy, because we have so, so many people that we know that are going to be there. That I'm literally going to want to sit down for like an hour with. I mean, so we just, I mean, they might not want to sit down with me for an hour. Let's everyone. That's fair. Let's circle up. <laughs> let's get in a nice big circle and just go around the circle and talk. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right, Roxy. As we said, jam-packed episode. We gave you five mediocre minutes. We gave you a great Meet the Littles guest. And now let's get to some news. Okay, Roxy, we're, we're kind of dumping this all together. Okay. Uh, this was actually sent in to us from Kim Wilson, two L's. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there was a, you know, Littles, full disclosure. Okay. <laughs> I held this back from her. This was sent to us a, a day or two ago. <laughs> Didn't tell Roxy about it. 
<laughs> then there was all this Twitter chatter about it. Which everyone knows I don't go on Twitter. So she didn't see any of <laughs> Hardly it. Hardly ever. So I haven't, I haven't said a thing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she says to me, hey, did you hear about the Ohio State University? And I was like, ah, damn. All right. So here's the news I article. Said, I think I said worst news ever. Worst news ever. <laughs> Ohio State University is one of the most well-known schools in the nation synonymous with using the in their school name. Now it's official, Roxy. The university has a registered trademark for the word the that was approved by the United States Patent and Trademark Office on June 21st. Josh Gerben, a trademark attorney, first reported Wednesday. Under the trademark, Ohio State can use the on branded clothing, including t-shirts, baseball caps, and hats. Uh, cue the biggest eye roll Roxy has <laughs> ever given in her entire life. Well, let's hear what Ohio State had to say. They provided a statement that says, Ohio State is pleased to have received a trademark for the on branded products associated with and sold through athletics and collegiate channels. The has been a rallying cry in the Ohio State community for many years, and Buckeye fans who purchase official Ohio State gear support student scholarships, libraries, and other university initiatives. Like other institutions, Ohio State works to protect the university's brand and trademarks because these assets benefit students and faculty and support our core academic mission of teaching and research. Ohio State's trademark and licensing program generates an average of over $12.5 million annually in revenue for the university, which funds student scholarships and university programs. Okay, that's all fine and good, but it doesn't have to have the. Also, here's my question. Is it going to be spelled the? T-H-E or the T-H-E-E. No, it's Right? Isn't that a thing? Isn't that a thing? T-H-E. I can tell you right now. So then I'm going to go around now and say the Ohio State and see how people like that. Okay. Well, we do know that we have strong connections to Ohio. Yeah, we do. Both in and out of Little's world. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of the Ohio State University shirts and I have this really nice jacket I hardly ever get a chance to wear and stuff because, you know, Abby went to yeah. the Ohio State University. So, yeah. yeah. You mean the? So maybe we'll have to get more. That's what I'm saying. If they're going to announce, if it's going to say the on it, you know, maybe we'll have to get new stuff. I think it's kind of so a scam too just for them to resell. re-trademark or redesign ours to say the Loyal Littles podcast? I don't see why not. Because I like the Loyal Littles podcast. I don't know. Breaks the it Loyal up. Littles podcast. It breaks it apart. Well, maybe we'll get on that. It doesn't flow off the top. Maybe when we get to $12.5 million annually in, re- in revenue, then, we can, <laughs> then we'll think about changing Ain't it. Ain't that the dream? All right. <laughs> then our last news item. June 3rd, a British Columbia music teacher who saw a bear lurking outside the school where he works managed to drive the animal away by playing the trombone. Ooh. Now, I really wished Tiny Chuck was on this episode because I was going to see if he could <laughs> fiddle it away, but... Tristan Clausen, a music teacher at St. John's Academy, said he was alerted to the presence of a bear sniffing around the wooden structure that houses the trash cans outside of the school. Clausen said another teacher attempted to scare the bear away by banging on a door. Now, I don't know why they thought. Get away, get away, bang, 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 get out of here. He said, (laughs) I thought, well, I can do better than that, and reached for his trombone and went out. A video recorded by a student shows the bear becoming startled by Clausen's playing and hurriedly leave the area. We had a lot of attention in my direction and was figuring out what to do and decided discretion was the better part of valor. I'm trying not to take it personally. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that's great. I'm surprised it wasn't like a drum, though, or something. I would have laughed if the bear came up and sat and just, like, listened. Well, I did a little... I mean, that's a little scary, but... I did a little more deep dive into this, and apparently the guy said there was a door nearby, because people were like, what are you, an idiot? Like, why would you even go out there? And he said there was a door nearby. I don't know how close the door was, but yeah, you're not getting me... But they're pretty fast. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I don't know what you're thinking, but yeah. Anyway, but he saved the day. Bear shoot away. I don't know. He didn't say what song he played, if anything. Um, <laughs> what would you play, Roxy, if you could? Um, 76 trombones, let <laughs> okay, the maybe. parade. All right. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> so let's get out of here, Roxy. But first, we have to get packing because we are heading down to Jingle Fest. We are Ooh, very excited. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen this weekend, Littles. We might no. throw something out there. We might not. We're not sure if we're going to do any recording while we're there. We kind of, we're very torn about it. We want to take it in. Yep. But we also know that this is like a prime opportunity to get some either just voice. Even sound bites. Sound bites. I mean, what we'll do is maybe we'll walk around and get people to do like bumpers and stuff uh-huh. like that. And at least it's something. But I don't know. I just, part of us wants to just enjoy the week. This is our first ever. First yeah. ever Jingle Fest. So we'll see. You no, know, go easy on me. Roxy's a little nervous. Yeah. So one more time. Tomorrow. Or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Friday, June 24th, 4 to 10 p.m. Settle Down Easy Brewery, 2822 Fallfax Drive, Falls Church, Virginia, 22042. If you're punching it into your Google searches or whatever, then Saturday, June 25th, 7 p.m. at the Holiday Inn Express, 6401 Brandon Ave in Springfield, Virginia. And that's in the 22150 Please come join us. Yeah. We are looking so forward to meeting all of you loyal listeners. We, we just can't wait. We're, we're speechless. Thank you, Alex Cobb, again, from Springfield, Missouri, yes. for coming on today to meet the Littles. Thank you, Sam Berger, Lori Aseo, and George Mele for our bumpers this episode. And got to give a quick shout out. I yep. mean, Sam Berger for hooking us up with our travel needs and yes. helping us all with traveling down to Jingle Fest. We're looking very forward to that and can't thank him enough. And we really appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone that's down there that's already, we've got our whole itinerary I planned. know. <laughs> I, it's I have kinda, no idea what it is. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. They're like, oh, you're doing this, you're doing this, and then this this person's picking you up, and then this person's picking you up, and yeah. we're driving you here. It's just like, it's, it's been awesome. great. It's been amazing. Thank you're you're so all much. wonderful. We really appreciate it. And we're going to get to see our cousins down there yeah. while we're there. And that's going to be fun because yeah. I hardly ever get to see them. They were at the, they were at the wedding. They, so yes. we've seen them recently, but yes. we barely ever get to see them. So mm-hmm. we're very excited about that. So yeah, Biagio, we're coming down to see you, buddy. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to the Loyal Littles podcast. Don't forget to check out our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. And remember, as always, if you are out shopping online tonight, go to StickRip.com. FogFreeEyewear.com. And use the code. See you at Jingle Fest, everyone. Bye. Thank you for picking Uranus.
Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, you complete me. Oh, yeah.